Hey guys, it's Bill Orem, host of Basketball Reasons on the Forum Club. Special treat today. We've got a guest. It is Chris McGee, the host of Access Sportsnet and all the Lakers programming on Spectrum Sportsnet here in Los Angeles, the, the official network partner of the Los Angeles Lakers. Chris has been covering the Lakers longer than either Brett or I. And also, more importantly, I think for this uncertain time, it's a fan of the Lakers going back to his childhood, watching the teams. It's a really great interview. I think you're going to enjoy it. Today's episode of the Forum Club is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Add to your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Welcome back to the Forum Club Basketball Reasons. I'm Bill Orem, joined as always by Brett Dawson. And not like always, this year we have a this this week we have a pretty special guest. It's Chris McGee. Chris, how are you? Hi guys. How's it going? You know, we've what, been how's we've quarantine? Been, what a great introduction to say we have a pretty special guest. Not like a special <laughs> guest. Or, I think he's He's pretty special. Thank you, Brad, for, for pointing that out. Special. Bill never really wants to give me the whole thing. He wants to just tease me a little bit. That's what he likes to do. Like the whole, you know, he doesn't want to give me the whole, all the love and all the accolades. He just wants to you know, throw a little, you know, dangle a little carrot out there. You know, Chris, we've been trying to get you on the podcast for so long, and we've had a hard time with timing because you're so busy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> alas, we found a time where you had a little break in your schedule. Uh, so Spectrum. Not obviously doing, you know, obviously not airing live Laker games, not um, doing your studio shows right now. Obviously, what have you guys been doing over at the old uh, Lakers Network? What have we been doing at the Lakers Network? Well, if I can just kind of go through what went down a couple of weeks ago, For sure. we were actually on air, myself, Trudell, and Brez, and it was the day after the Brooklyn Nets loss. And when we went on air, the main topic was. Would Thursday's game against the Rockets be the last game at Staples with fans? What would the Golden State game look like without fans? And did that loss mean anything to the Brooklyn Nets? Literally within that hour, Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Both teams walked off the floor. We got the Woj tweet. Literally, I read it without knowing it was coming that the NBA season was suspended. So that all went down within the hour of us being on on air. So we kind of gathered in the newsroom and said, let's go. Now that we got a little more information, let's go do a half hour show and that'll live for the next day or so. So we did that and we came back the next day with James, Allie, Brez, and we did an hour long show. And at that point, our plan was to come in Monday, Thursdays and just do shows. And same with the Dodgers side and just take it from there because we didn't really know how long this was going to happen, go for. And, 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 uh, literally guys by the next day or a day and a half, it was, uh, all right, we're shutting it down for now. Um, we're all part of the spectrum news team. Now, you know, we do have a news network and mm -hmm. they're essential and they're, they're going. So, you know, a lot of the people that are on our staff on the Lakers side and the Dodgers side are helping over on news. Uh, Brez, Mike Bresman has made a couple appearances for news whenever there's something new, that pops up in the NBA or with the Lakers. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now. I've been home the last two weeks with the kids. I have two daughters, 12, and uh, my youngest, Luca, will be nine on Sunday, uh, March 29th. So, you know, my wife, Jess, so it's just been us kind of 
navigating through this with kids, um, you know, and also trying to figure out as adults uh, what, what what we're supposed to do. And, you know, trying to keep some normalcy, guys, in terms yeah. of workouts. And, you know, my girls are into volleyball, so we play a little bit in the street and stuff like that. So so to answer your question, that, that's, that's really where we're at at Spectrum. You know, we've been doing weekly calls. Um, a lot of the people are working from home that can in terms of cutting B-rolls and having highlight packages ready just in case we're able to to do a show. And, you know, I'm not sure when that's going to be, but, uh, you know, we'll definitely be tweeting it out and, and, and letting everyone else. So the network has done a great job of playing classic games. Um, a lot of those uh, early 2000 games, we watched uh, mm-hmm. the 85 game six the other day, which is a, a, a great memory for me. I remember watching with my dad. Uh, and my brother, my dad passed away three years ago. So I always remember those those moments, I think now more, 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 more clearly because I think about them a lot more um, this uh, this week. We're showing great games from this year. You know, the Bulls come back uh, when the Lakers were down, what, 17 or 19 going mm-hmm. into the fourth. Um, we have uh, sorry, I'm looking at my email real quick. We have a backstage Lakers marathon going on Friday. Um, best comebacks, best home wins. So all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, just always check the station and the guide. And uh, they're doing a really nice job, I think, of just, you know, giving the Laker fans, you know, something to watch and stuff like that. You guys had the, the Dallas game on from Dallas the other night, right? The uh, Was that big, that one in the, the early November one where Danny yeah. got the shot? Yeah, yeah. because, uh, yeah, we're, we're in a group text and we got uh, Dave McMiniman was sending us pictures of the media people uh, <laughs> uh, during, during the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the only the only text I get from Bill with a picture is, is us is us in that room uh, while the, uh, uh, after the Brooklyn game when uh, we were doing media all together. <laughs> that picture has <laughs> also made the rounds among media. Yeah, groups. there. Well, it, there it I just, was uh, it just, with it just, Trudell in the front row. It just tells you how much like our understanding and our. Um, you know, our, everything has changed for us in, in just these couple of weeks where you go back to that last night, the last night of the Lakers season so far. And we. And, and the league had determined that, that the safety protocol was keeping the media six feet away. And so everything was being done in those you know, interview rooms instead of, you know, in the tradition, traditional scrum. And yeah. you look at it now and, you know, LeBron James is sitting at a table eight feet in front of us. And then there's 90 media members <laughs> framed into like, the small interview room, which happens to be the visiting NHL locker room. And, uh. and, I don't, and, and again, like I'm, I'm not saying that somebody was necessarily – in error there it just is you know as everybody was trying to figure out how to navigate it um obviously that you, you know our world and our understanding has changed so much in two weeks that that seems crazy bill i think it you is bring funny up a great two point. weeks ago oh, sorry Brett, go ahead. no no i was just it, it's amazing that two weeks ago it, it felt so normal that despite the fact that we had to be that kind of distance away i never thought two weeks ago about sitting that close to everybody and now you look at the photo and it's like boy what idiots were we two weeks ago well right. we didn't know anything we didn't know anything, and and I and I remember that night because we did the show down at Staples, so that's why I was mm. there. I remember sitting next to Richard Jefferson, and you know we were just chatting the whole time, and he would, you know, he was calling the game, and then during timeouts we were just checking in, seeing what's going on, and and like he and I both have talked since, like, wow, you know, all of a sudden four Nets, two Lakers, we were there that night, you know, people coming by, shaking hands. I mean, it was kind of at that point you were starting to go, should we be shaking hands? Right. Uh, I had my hand sanitizer with me. But but I remember after my boss told us that we would be doing shows on Monday, Thursdays, guys, my thought was like, OK, I'm going to use this time. You know, remember, the kids were, were not doing homeschool yet, just two weeks ago. So I was like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to really 
uh, I'm going to work out a lot. Uh, I'll go down and see my mom in San Diego. I'll spend some time down there with my brother's kids. I'll see him play, my nephew. Uh, I'll surf. I'll go do yoga. I mean, what was I thinking? That was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, that was my thought process. I'll play volleyball, really start to do the things that I haven't really had a chance to do in five months. Yeah, continue to wait. I had not had the thought. um, Somebody pointed it out. Maybe it was Tanya. Somebody in a group text pointed out that Tuesday we hit the 14-day mark since we had been at Staples, yeah, which d- doesn't mean any of us is not going to get the virus. It just means that we made it 14 days without symptoms uh, after having been in that big public space in a place yep. where, you know, there were some positive uh, cases. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, exactly. So that was uh, that, that, that that was on a Tuesday night. Right, guys. Yeah. 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 Feels it's like funny, a month man. and a half. You watch those old, you know, I, it, Brett was mentioned in text chains. I, I, I can't speak for you guys, but but. And I know I'm taking this all over the place, but it's amazing during these times, not that you can ever practice for it or plan for it, but like we did a family Zoom last night with my cousin up in upstate Washington and my brother and his kids uh, in San Diego. I've done uh, three cocktail hours with friends, uh, some from college that I hadn't seen, some guys that were in my wedding that were were always on text chains, but we haven't seen each other. We did a Zoom. Uh, the, the amount of text chains that are going on with the funny memes and yeah. gifs, and I'm sure you guys know the ones I'm talking about. Uh, but but it's just uh, it's it's really incredible how we have communicated through this and how people are just around their house more, reaching out. It's 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 uh, it's just something I never you know ever thought about. Happening. Yeah. It, it is quick. It is interesting that that became the new normal pretty quickly where it's like, hey, you guys want to have a Zoom happy hour tonight? And we had, you know, my wife and I had one with some friends last yeah. night, friends who it was it was kind of fun. It's mostly friends who live down here, you know, kind of close to us, you know, Redondo, Manhattan Beach, but also yeah. one in New Zealand who joined in yeah. from 2 p.m. Thursday uh, her time. And, and that was kind of cool. And none of us had seen her or or FaceTimed with her. Um you know, since she'd moved back from L.A. to New Zealand a couple years ago. But there she was, you know, able to participate in a happy hour. Bill, have you guys and Brad, have you guys seen that? I think it's like a, it's like a three sentences about how your house is turning into Vegas. Money is evaporating. Yes. You have no idea what yeah. time it is. Yes. And it's OK to drink at any time. Or it's, yeah. You just reminded me of that when you were saying it's two o'clock in New Zealand. Who cares? You might as well have a drink. Well, it, and, you know, you um you touched on on it with your with your daughter's birthday coming up that it was Sunday the 29th and it's like God bless you for knowing what day it is and like when that yeah. is coming because I had a friend a, a, a neighbor messaged me yesterday that uh, that she had ordered an Instacart order from Sprouts and that the earliest delivery was um, Monday evening. And she was saying that that just was terrible. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's really not that bad. Today's Saturday. So it's really just 48 hours. Like, that's not that bad. It was Wednesday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have oh you got, you know, speaking gosh. of the the memes, the one I got sent to me yesterday was the uh, the pointing Spider-Man meme, except there are seven of them pointing at each other and they're labeled the days of the week. <laughs> oh, that's and, so know, that's great. great! I haven't seen that one. Can you can you send that one over to me? Because I, I, I seen will send it to you. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. Uh, it killed me. It's so true. And like, it's funny because as people covering the NBA, and we might have talked about this before. Um, I've been on a couple of podcasts and radio shows, so I'm forgetting where I said stuff because everything's running together. But like covering the NBA, you do lose sight of days of the week anyway. It happens to a certain sure. extent, regardless, because. Yeah. Days are kind of like, is it a game day? Is it a practice day? Is it a travel day? And you don't think that much about days of the week. Maybe it's a Sunday, so, you know, the game's early or whatever. But this, like, I thought I had trouble keeping up with days of the week until this happened. And now, you know, like, the NBA uh, schedule feels positively structured by day of the week compared to this. 
Well, it's, it's interesting you said that, Brett. So, you know, most of my career, you know, uh, has been covering the home team. Um, obviously, when I was younger, I was traveling a lot, doing play-by-play for different networks, but really just traveling with one team. I only did for a couple of years, uh, 2010 to 2012, and I finally understood what it was like for you guys traveling all the time, where you literally, when you're on like a 10-day trip, you do absolutely lose track of the date and day. And it's not a joke. It really does happen. I, I remember when it first happened to me just being blown away. And I, I, so I know what it's like. I can't imagine for you guys now how weird it is when there's just, you know, you, you, you were thinking about your travel all the way through June, probably. Oh, yeah. And now it's you, now you're just you're there you're trying to find well, things to things, write about and talk about. It's hard. All the things that provided structure in our lives uh, in, in terms of days of the week mattering are gone. Right. Like, like, like our kids school, like you used to have to know, like for me, I used to have to know what day was Friday because that was like share day for my kids school. And we had to bring, you know, something that started with the letter T, you know, that's not, that's not part of our day anymore. Um, um, I guess the only thing, and Chris, I think, I think you can relate to this is like, now I know what day of the week American Idol is on. I sure didn't before, but now, now that's part of my routine. Uh Bill, you and I kind of talked about this uh, yesterday when we chatted on the phone. And this is funny, Brett. I, I, I was telling Bill, I'm like, dude, uh, The Voice is 18 seasons in, and I had no idea that I loved the show. Like, I've never even seen it. Now I'm like watching The Voice, crying, getting emotional <laughs> with the family. I'm like, what, is, what has happened to me? I mean, this show is great. And I look, I'm like, wait, this is season 18? When did this happen? <laughs> I didn't even know who the judges for American Idol were. <laughs> is it Simon? Like, Simon? <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, what is man. sad is uh, you know the family we're into um, uh, Modern Family, and that's coming sure. to an end soon. It's just all these shows that are coming to an end, or the season's ending. It's like I'm like, why am I getting so emotional? What's wrong with me? Yeah, I, I re- there's a there's a story right about how this is this is like grief. I read a story somewhere where this is it's what we're going through is the same thing as grieving. Um, and I wrote a lot about grieving after the the Kobe situation because you're giving yeah. up something, you've lost something, and you're you're kind of mourning that it's gone. And what's gone is like your structure and your your daily life. Yeah, I think we've all tweeted or at least seen a tweet about trying to reset 2020, man. And the way it just the way it started and things that have gone down, it's it's been brutal. I think you're right. I mean, you know, whenever you go through something life changing or monumental, I believe it brings out different emotions in you and you're more in touch with those, you know, when you're going on with your daily life and your normal routine, it's easy to kind of suppress the emotions and not think about them too much, at least for me. But I feel like when I've gone through game changers, uh, it it makes me more emotional. And this is definitely one of those times. And it started 100% with what Brett said when when Kobe passed late January. And it just has to stop. It's just been, uh, you don't know about you guys, but there are days where I just, I have great fire. And yesterday was not one of them. Today I woke up, felt good, making breakfast, uh, taking the dog for a long walk. Yesterday I just laid around and I was like, looked at the wife and I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm not feeling it today. Like, I have no fire, no, no, no motivation. But today I feel good. So it's, it's kind of goes in waves as well, you know. Yeah, that's that, that's really I, an interesting way of looking at it. I've had that exact situation because sometimes you're working, you know, for like Bill and me. Some days, some days you're working on something that's. Uh, pressing, you know, it's going to be done. It's got to be done in a day or so. And then a lot of stuff we're working on right now is kind of longer term. We're, we're planning for this to take a while. And so we've got some projects. And so the days when really what you have to work on is a project type thing. 
you don't have sort of the stuff that you love to look forward to. You don't have games to look forward to right now. You don't have any end date for all this. There are days for me where it's a real struggle just to, I mean, just to, to get anything accomplished. And that's like, I feel sort of weird saying that, but it's true. There are days where this just feel, you feel a little bit aimless and a little bit uh, uh, directionless and, and it's hard to get motivated. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so true, man. And there's days like that where I think you got to like put everything in perspective. And I, and I think really Brett's cool to have those days, you know, I mean, that's just part of being human and, you know, uh, so much of your job for you guys, uh, you have to try to stay unattached and, and, and not emotionally linked to something so you can share all the views. I mean, for me, I fortunately, you know, I cover one team. I'm passionate about that team. And, you know, I, I'm sure Bill knows, you know, I'm emotional all the time about things. And um, so for me, like I, I think back to my play by play days when I was covering teams and you're just staying down the 50, you know, right there on the 50 yard line and not going over to one side or the other. But, you know, most of your guys' job is that right. Like you got to cover it the right way. And uh, it, it's it's hard during these times, man. To, I don't know. So it's tough, man. I, I feel for everybody, man. I feel for for me so much. Uh, my life is is sports. Right. So I like. I think the emotional parts for me come with like whether you're a senior in college and your season was cut short, whether it's March Madness or even like a sport like, you know, women's beach volleyball in college. I, I know a lot of those kids, you know, and, and and their season's just done after three weeks. And, you know, thinking about my godson who's a freshman for UCLA was probably going to play in the tournament. Uh, uh, you know, that dream shattered. Even my own daughter is only 12, man, like playing in 12 and under. And I coached that team, you know, and, and we were one of the top teams in SoCal after three years of like being low man on the totem pole, finally, she's finally like top dog, you know, and, and, and that might end, you know, even things like that. I just, my heart breaks for all the people that have lost jobs. It's, 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 it's a crazy time. That's hard to put into words. You know, it's, it's interesting because like my son is four, my oldest son is four and, you know, there's a lot of great, you know, opportunities ahead for him, you know, in, yeah. in, in, but this was going to be the first year that he was going to play T-ball. We had him signed up, you know, the, yeah. the uniforms were ordered and, you know, he, he still comes running through the house and is like, you know, hey, when's 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 baseball practice? When when's soccer? You know, can I wear my soccer clothes today? Can I wear my baseball clothes today? Are we getting a basketball hoop? Like all these questions that he has that are so tied to sports because he knows yeah. how woven into the fabric of, you know, obviously our culture, but specifically our family's lives, sports are. And it's like it's like, well, I mean, yes to a basketball hoop, but otherwise, you know, sports are on hold. And that's a weird thing to try to explain to a, a four year old. Yeah, I've got yeah, a friend. Yeah. I've got a friend I talked to the other day, and he told me something. It hadn't really sunk into me. He's a high school baseball coach in Illinois, and he was telling me, you know, he's got a big group of seniors. Three of them are going to go on to play in college, and f I think five of them are not. And what he was telling me the other day is like, you know, the the guys in baseball in college, if you're a senior, you can come back if you want. That's that's an option yeah. for the for the <clears throat> spring sports folks. It looks like in in college sports. But like he was saying, these five seniors for him, this is it. They just it just ended for them with no season. Uh, no real season to speak of, and they don't get to play organized baseball again. And stuff like that is hard to hear. I mean, like that is small compared to, I mean, God, I, I was watching Carl Anthony Towns this week talk about oh his mother, God. you yep. know, and, and who I have met and who I know a little bit because I covered uh, Carl in college and I know that family. And, and it's like, you're, you're, these are real life and death things. Um, but the other stuff is hard too, because you're, when you're 17 or 18 or when you're, you know, the age that your kids are 12 and, and, and younger, like you don't have a lot of perspective. And so the, something like this being taken away from you is kind of the end of the world. Yeah. I, Brett, you bring up such a great point because, you know, I, I, I never want to put sports uh, ahead of those, like you said, real life threatening things like say Carl's facing, um, 
But, you know, one thing I always keep going back to is it's our job talking about, you know, talk about sports. So I think that's why it's always at the forefront of my mind. And it's all these people's realities, whether you're 12 years old, seven years old, whether you're 50 years old, whether you're a college senior, like they're living in their reality. I am really curious how it changes uh, young people in terms of like realizing that it can be taken away from you. Does that change their motivation when they do come back? Does it change their perspective? I, I, I don't know the answer, but it's, I'm really curious to see. Okay, guys, here's the deal. We all know that sports is on hiatus right now. No NBA season, baseball's on hold. Who knows what it's going to mean for college football, but you still love sports. Your thirst for great sports content is still there. And we here at The Athletic are working hard, just as we always do, to continue to bring you all those same great stories. On the NBA, we have some great things planned with the Lakers, division recaps by beat writers around the league. We just did one on the Pacific Division, debating who the best player in the division was this year. Probably not much debate there, but who's it gonna be in three years? We got into that too. So there's a lot that's still happening on The Athletic. And if you've been considering subscribing, but just haven't had a reason to do it, believe it or not, this is still a really good time. It's during trying times like this that The Athletic can help keep you connected to the teams, athletes, and sports that you love. So sign up now to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart and is helping get us through these unprecedented times. And if you go to theathletic.com slash theforumclub, you can receive 40% off an annual subscription. Games aren't being played, but the stories are still flowing, the podcasts are still happening, these do not go away. So go to theathletic.com slash the forum club for 40% off an annual subscription. We hope to see you there. Chris, let's uh, let's let's rewind a little bit to this Lakers season that we have um, all been covering up until it was um, put on hold. Uh, you talked about, you know, the the um, 85 finals and, and your dad. Yeah. And, and it, it's no secret that you are. Unlike me and Brett, you're not a transplant. You are not yeah. somebody who came here because, you know, for, for, for the job. You are a Laker fan um, at your core. And the network, um, Spectrum Sportsnet, launched in 2012-13 with obviously a lot of a lot of hope and um, <clears throat> excitement about what was ahead for the Lakers. They just got Dwight Howard. They got Steve Nash. And, <laughs> and since the network launched, there have been four Lakers playoff games. Um, and... <sighs> And otherwise, Drew Goudlock started in all four of those. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And it's been it's been a really rough run for the Lakers up till this year. So finally, here you are, a guy who loves the Lakers dream job, hosting studio shows for the Lakers, you know, a face of the network um, getting to kind of, I don't know, convey your excitement for what Lakers fans and, and be a face of Lakers fandom and then obviously to have you know the season put on hold when there's realistic sh- dreams of a championship what has just this whole experience been like for you oh man a kick in the you know what right i mean I, if you would have told me when i took this job and i left fox sports when they started uh time warner cable sports with the lakers and and, right. and i switched over and got that job and like you said a dream job and if you would have told me on the day that i signed the contract listen first 8 years you're you're not winning a playoff game you're, you're only going to see four of them and you won't win when I would have thought, yeah, I would have told you there's absolutely no way because at that point, you know, in my life out of the 40 years, they had been in the playoffs, what, 39 of them. Yep. So it was never really an option, maybe 38 of them. I think there was a streak where they went 40 out of 42. So, you know, James and I talk about it a lot and we talk about it on air this year, how we have been through 
all these times with the fans for the last seven years. In fact, you know, all the worst in history we were a part of. The mm-hmm. biggest losing streak, the worst record, uh, the worst home record, all these things. We were the first faces you would see after the games. That was not always easy. Um, you know, it was not easy those first couple of years trying to navigate through that as a new network, how to be positive, when can we critique, all those things. You know, how do we be fair to the fans without pissing off people? And, you know, so we we got to a point where we learned how to go through that. And then the Luke years came for me, which were probably more emotional because of my friendship with him and wanting it to go well. And, you know, uh, going back and forth on Twitter with people and things like that. And, and, I, and I think this summer was, was 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 interesting for me this past summer. I detached a little bit, took a step away, didn't tweet for a couple of months. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis joins the Lakers. I come back a little fresh. And feeling pretty good. And, and now you're having this magical season and it's been so much fun and the fans have loved it and everything's been great, right? The ratings, the shows, everyone's in a good mood. You guys know the difference between covering a losing team and a winning team. People are more, uh, they're, they're out there talking more. It's easier to do your job. Um, it's more fun. Probably the games are better. Uh, there's a buzz around the team, more eyeballs, all that stuff. So we were enjoying all of that. And then after this past, the last week of the season that we've had, you legitimately said to yourself, I don't know if you guys did, but we did, you know, oh my God, like the Lakers are probably favorites to win the NBA championship. Like this isn't like a, okay, they're going to have a shot. This is a, basically there's three or four teams that have a shot and you're one of them and you might be even first. Mm-hmm. You know, after beating the Clippers and the Bucks and the way you beat them and the way LeBron was playing. And so it's just been it's been so much fun, Bill, to talk about. It's been awesome to go through all these highs with the team. Um, so that I think was that 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 was really difficult to, you know, basically stop the momentum and 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 the uncertainty of when they're coming back and what it will look like. And are they playing those last games? Do they jump right into the playoffs? All those discussions I'm sure you and Brett have had with your text chains or, 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 or on your podcast, you know, that's, I don't have any answers. And, and that's the hardest part about it. That's the hardest well, part of it because to answer your question, Bill, it's been so much fun. What would you, what would be a satisfying way for them to be able to um, complete this season for the, what would, what, what would be a satisfying way as a, as a fan and you know partner of a team at the top of the league for them to get in a playoffs and a championship and, and crown a champion without, being disrespectful to everyone's ideas and there have been some great ones out there and I, and I appreciate them. I always go back to eight teams that are in, in the East and the eight teams that are in, in the West, just for me, those are your playoff teams right now. I, I, I mean, I apologize to Sacramento who was making a great run. Um, we kind of finally had them going. I think they were healthy outside of Bagley and, and, and start to play well, but still three and a half, four games out. Uh, yeah, having Zion in the playoffs would have been awesome. And, and Brandon Ingram having a magical gear and the storylines for Lakers Pelicans, they weren't making it. Uh, they were still four games back in the loss column, I think, or three and a half. So for me, you know, the Blazers just, they, they never took advantage of their opportunities. They were what four or five back. Mm-hmm. Like there's only 15 games left. I don't see Memphis, you know, going uh, a two and 14 and someone else, you know, almost running the table. So, you know, for me, I look at the East and the West and I, I go, listen, it's pretty much set. I don't see a need to play those 17, 18 games. I know I'm not an owner. I'm not a fan. I I just don't know if you can come back and play all those games and motivate players who don't have anything to play for unless those players feel like, you know what, it's my job and I do want to get some run. 
before I go into my real off season. I, I, so for me, like, is there a way to come back and do a mini camp and play a couple of games just to get ready to go, whether it's against G League, whether it's against guys that want to play? I, I, I don't have the answers, Bill, but for me, I'm, I'm just ready. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not. I'm just not into let's go with these last 18, 19 games. And, and, and I might be the minority there. I don't know. I'm not into playing games. I'm not into a March Madness style. I, I know that would be awesome for some people, but I think I've been on the other side for so long with these seven years. I'm ready to roll. And I don't want to take away an advantage of having a one seed. You know, I want to play mm-hmm. the eight. I don't know if that makes sense, guys. But, you know, for me, I'm just kind of ready to, you know, when they do get it back, figure out a way to get the guys, you know, game ready in a couple of weeks and let's get ready with the playoffs. I'm. I'm of that mind as well. And even if the league were to say, I think, Bill, I've reached the point where I want something, right? Yeah. I want a postseason. And so if, exactly. if the league said, you know what, it's only feasible because of arena availability and because we need an offseason, it's only feasible to do four and four or whatever, or, or, or even less than that. And they said, we're going to do a, uh, they can't call it a final four because they'd get sued, but the, you know, whatever they want to call it. Um, if they find some way to determine a champion, even if it's always going to have an asterisk, even if not everybody who's qualified for the playoffs gets to play, even if they're in practice gyms or uh, high school gyms or wherever they are, uh, I just want something that puts some kind of cap on the season. And I don't know how realistic it is that we'll get it, but I hope we do. Yeah, I think I think I think Chris, you could probably speak to this, too, but the idea of not crowning a champion oh. would be would be difficult, I think, for anyone who's a fan of the game, but particularly those who have been close to, you know, really any of these three or four teams, I think you would say are are true contenders. You know, the people in Milwaukee, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, not not a franchise that you know gets to do this every decade. Yeah. Uh, the Clippers, who have you know, never been a real contender. Um, and, and, of, and of course, the Lakers. I mean, it would be just exceedingly painful for those franchises and their fan bases. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks and the Clippers, you mentioned those two teams. I mean, legitimate chances those are the teams that i lumped in with the lakers for sure when i think about teams that have a chance to win a championship clippers never tasting that uh you know me bill you hope i i i hope they never do but that's just me on a personal <laughs> level uh no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but the milwaukee bucks i mean they have a one since cap was there in the 70s so yeah i feel for all those franchises and and, and i'm i'm with you guys find a way and i think they will because i, I just know adam silver is the best at what he does. And, and I think they really think things through and I love that about them. And they're not afraid. Uh, they're not afraid to try something different if they have to and find a way to make it as fair as possible. But you got to crown a champion, man. You just have to, you have to, and you can't just give it to someone. It's got to be earned. I, I think we all are, are on the same page there. Uh, well, Chris, thank you so much. Um, you know, we loved having you. Uh, this has been a great discussion. We could probably keep it going off air for a little while, but I think at some point producer Mike Smeltz, is gonna is gonna get mad at us if we just keep if we keep yakking. So we got We got to go. But um, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, you, you know, I you know, we joked about you having nothing but time. But as as a dad, also I know that you know those hours in the day fill up pretty quickly when you're home with kids and 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 family. So thank you very much. Can I just say one thing before producer Mike kicks me off? Absolutely. The Forum Club name is awesome, and I just have to tell you what a special place that was. And going there when I was late college and out of college, those are some of the best memories I have as a Laker fan in my life. I mean, the Forum Club, great name, guys. Good work. Good work on that. Steve Ballmer's The Forum. Oh, don't, don't even say that. Oh, my God. Oh, life is funny. 
Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, thank you very much. Obviously, you're the best at what you do. Uh, the face of Spectrum Sportsnet. Um, like you said, you were there every night after um, after losses for seven straight years, and it's been a thrill for um, for for fans and you know, t- to get to see that face, that exuberant face after all the wins this year. Um, obviously, hoping there will be that opportunity again um, before before next season. Listen, love you dudes. I miss seeing both you guys, and uh, thanks for having me on. And anytime, uh, especially when we get this thing back and running, let me know. I'd love to love to jump on again and uh, keep keep doing what you guys do because uh, you're two of the best at it. Thanks. I don't I don't know what to say to that. That's too nice. We need to edit that out. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna sign us off here. This has been another episode of Basketball Reasons on the Forum Club. Uh, I'm Bill Orem was joined by Brett Dawson, of course, and a very special thank you to Chris McGee uh, for taking time during this uncertain time to be part of uh, the show today. We certainly are grateful to him, and we look forward to being back again next week with another episode of Basketball Reasons on the Forum Club. Thank you for listening.